Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron mindset when you stepped in the batter's box go yard i'm in i'm a pitcher why not play as hard as i can i got nothing to lose it's nothing to bit man above don't put you in situations that you can't handle instead of saying why me they're saying this is what he want me to do and uh cleveland this is for you the way we approach the game the same way we approach life you do the right thing you make the right play you make the right play and in life it's the same thing what do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of What the Game Means to Me. A little fun Friday edition, Bell and Brown hour. Of course, I got my co-host with me today again. That is Bell. How you doing today, sir? What's good, man? Been a little a little while since we've been uh, live, so it's good to be back. And- of course, of course. Yeah, like we said off air, kind of just want to do a little fun Friday show. Not going to be you know too serious. We're going to hit on pretty much all the sports news of the week. We got a lot of things you know that happened across the NFL, NBA. And just all news in general. Then we'll uh, do a little bit of fun games, fuck segments at the end. Um, so yeah, just stick with us, and should should be a nice little ride. Should be a fun show. Um, as you guys can see, a little bit of quarterback carousel. We're gonna start off with some NFL news first. Um, of course, the biggest news. I think it happened at the end of last week, but we didn't get to touch on it too too much. I know we did in our NFL wrap up show. We uh, talked about Carson Wentz. Pretty much dissected the places he could go and would fit best in. Um, but it happened last Friday. He's now a Colt, um, you know, replacing Phillip Rivers for the one year he was there. So, uh, that, I guess, what do you think about it? I think we both said I think Indianapolis would probably be the best fit for him. But kind of what do you think about, the, uh, you know, the news that they got him? And um, I know, I guess, what do you think about the, the, the little bit that they kind of gave up to get him? Uh, we did talk about this. And this was one of the – this was really where I thought he would go the best fit for him out of mm-hmm. the two teams that really wanted him. But, you know, it's a good trade. For the Colts, especially, I don't like it because it's in my division now. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be without a quarterback with a team that's ready to win now. And so they got that. Um, you know, hopefully him and Frank Wright can reconnect, go back to their 2017 ways when he had 33 touchdowns and seven picks and was mm-hmm. going to win the MVP till he got hurt, which sucks. That would enhance his resume. But, uh, you know, good good pick. The Colts gave up a two this upcoming year and a con- a one if he plays over, what, 70% of the snaps or they make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good trade for the Colts. They didn't have to give up too much. And I don't think you ever give up too much if you think you have your guy. Like, yeah. you know, uh, especially in the down year for him, there wasn't a big market for him. But I think he'll bounce back nicely with Frank Wright. And, you know, the Colts will be right back where they were this past year. But, um, you know, that's all I really think about the trade. I, I feel like the Eagles, um, they should have made it work because I don't think Jalen Hurts is an NFL quarterback, a starting caliber NFL quarterback. Yeah, not yet. 
Um, Probably not I at all. It will be either, but you know we can elaborate on that later. But they made a mistake, and they're right back, kind of like the rebuilding phase. Like their roster is terrible, and now they're undecided mm-hmm. upon the, if they need a quarterback when they need so many other things. Because so that dominant line they had is old, getting older and not the same. And then that receiving core they had from 2017, none mm-hmm. of them were there. Yeah, all much. Zach Ertz might be out the door. So it's just a bad situation in Philly. Happy for Wentz. Uh, I love this type of stuff, you know, the bounce back story, the motivation he's going to have. Like, I already mm-hmm. know how he's feeling. So uh, I'm ready for him to bounce back. And I've always been a fan of his. So I like the trade. I expect to see big things from him. Yeah. Pretty much just to piggyback off what you said, I think we all figured he needed to change the scenery. Him and, uh, you know, the coaching staff definitely was bumping heads there. Um, he was, you know, in and out of lineup a lot. You know, I guess what Foles was the, the quarterback everybody really fell in love with because he was the one, I guess, that kind of, you know, brought them the title, whatever the case may be. But he and his weapons pretty much always out of lineup, always hurt. And like you just alluded to, their roster getting a lot older. Um, they shed a lot of different people, um, one being Alshon Jeffrey, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, um, something like that. So, um, yeah, I guess overall great situation for him. He's going, you know, to Indianapolis where they got a – I mean, Philly did have a decent de- defense to back him up but they kind of were, you know, injured as well. But he has a nice defense that showed, um, you know, promise that they'll probably be there to back him up. Um, and offensive weapons that are capable, especially if T.Y. Hilton can – if him and T.Y. Hilton can, get, you know, start to click, if they bring T.Y. Hilton back first off, and then if him and T.Y. Hilton can find, uh, you know, some type of rhythm. Pittman, they got what? Uh, Paris Campbell. Paris, yeah, Campbell, that's what I said, yeah, coming back from injury. O-line. Yeah, and a great O-line. So they got pieces, um, and I know they're pretty much betting on him to be – what he was, like you just said, um, possible MVP candidate, caliber MVP candidate um, of 2017. So hopefully, like I say, all things um, fair right for him because I, I think he's a good quarterback as well. I think he has a lot of promise. And I think this change of scenery, and especially with some familiar faces, would do him good. So congrats to him, Philly. Like you just said, it's a little bit of turmoil going over, going on over there. I don't really know what direction they're looking to head in, um, especially being that the ownership – um, doesn't even didn't even really want Hurts to be starting and to be playing. Um, and now that that's the case, it's definitely going to be, I feel like, some, a lot of friction between just the the organization overall. Who knows? They may even draft a quarterback this <laughs> this upcoming uh, you know draft with their first pick. Who knows? But, yeah, moving on, I guess we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Russell. This one was a little bit of a surprise yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't – yeah, he didn't demand a trade, but he said if, you know, if he would want – if there was ever a trade or trade discussions to be happening, he would want um, to go to a few destinations. I believe Dallas, New Orleans, Chicago. And the There's one more. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying the Raiders. So, what did you uh, think about that? And do you think this, you know, is something or nothing? You think this is even a possibility that it even happens? Does he go anywhere else? Um, or do I'm gonna go a little off topic on this. A little, mm-hmm. just a tad bit. Um, we're just starting to see more quarterbacks. That, you know, they they watch Tom Brady. Um, they see all these quarterbacks winning and how their legacies are being defined. And even in other sports, people like LeBron making moves to change their career, you know, get them rings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think quarterbacks are taking matters into their own hands. Like they see the franchise wasting their career or not moving with the urgency they need to, to make the franchise better for them to win. Uh, you know, they're speaking out. Uh, they're, they're elite enough. Um, you know, Russ being with Sierra a little bit, boosted his confidence. <laughs> so he, you know, he's, he's been a good quarterback, but he's always just been a humble dude. Like, this is not like him to speak out. So he's kind of, you know, tired of it. And after watching the Super Bowl, what Tom did, he orchestrated his own team and exactly. won a bowl, you know, people trying to have have some say in what, what goes on so they can win. But um, to get back on topic, you know, I, I think this is nothing. You know, him speaking up is not a good thing that lets you know that he's frustrated. Mm-hmm. 
end. But it's Russell Wilson. Kind of without him, what are they? You know, that one Super Bowl they won was mainly because of the defense. But yeah. outside of those years, he's been carrying the franchise. Like, they, there's been years when they've had no running game, no line. It's just all Russ. Let, literally let Russ cook. And he's yep. doing that. And it hasn't resulted in the Super Bowl because he needs a little help. You know, Patrick Mahomes, I think he's going to be one of the greatest. I think most of us think that. Uh, but you see, without help, without an O-line, mm-hmm. trying to get somebody that's good. Like, same thing that happened when they played the Rams. You know, uh, great quarterbacks can – be made to look very average. So exactly. I think it's nothing they can't get rid of him. You know, he just meant too much to the franchise, but they need they they definitely need to help him. And that cap hit, I think it would be the biggest in NFL history. So I just don't see that happening. Exactly. And those teams we're talking about, like what do the Saints have to give up? That's what I was about to say too. They're above the cap. <laughs> I don't know what you know what players they, they need to rebuild through the draft. So what are they gonna do to Raiders? You know, what big pieces like do they have to give up in that trade to where they went four first? I just think it's nothing. Um, Russ is a little frustrated because, like I said before, Schottenheimer and Pete Carroll kept the offense very pedestrian. And mm-hmm. teams, you know, this is a league. You got very smart coordinators and defensive players, so they're going to key on to that stuff, make adjustments in the second half of the season. They uh, they just continue to decline as an offense. So you know, it's nothing, but they need to make some changes. Unless Russ is really going to be trying to get up out of there next year, and you just won't win because you're supposed to have two Super Bowls. So. Yeah, it's definitely supposed to have Super Bowls going for that dumb call at the uh at the one yard line. But um yeah, it's I guess it's what trouble in paradise as they would say. Um uh, I mean isn't the you know the greatest glorious of, of teams, but you know, like you just said, Russ typically doesn't speak out. You don't really you know, you're not really in you know limelight in the media, whether it be um NFL or just in general. He's kind of a quiet guy, goes about his business and does what he does, but to see that yet yeah, he is unhappy. I don't remember. I don't remember the stat off the top of my head, but I do know he was one of the more what hit or hurried quarterbacks. Um, I know he's. I don't know about this year, but I know through his yeah, first that, years he's been sacked more than anybody. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Um, so going to a team that has O line and typically in all three of those teams or four of those teams that we said they have pretty decent O lines, at least better than the Seattle Seahawks right now. Um, that's pretty much you know all he wants. So. They really, they, and you just said they, well, in the draft, they need to either, I know they drafted a guard, they had a rookie that had a pretty decent uh, showing this past year, but I guess that's what they need to do to keep their star happy. They already, like you said, invested so much money in them. It would be a big cap hit if they were to try to trade them um, or whatever the case may be. So continue to try to build that line through the draft or in free agency, whatever um, you have to do. Because other than that, well, besides the defense, they do need help in the secondary corner wise and then probably on the edge a little bit, maybe somebody to uh be Carlos Dunlap's running mate. Other than that, they need to address the offensive line. Um, and like I said, just keep him happy overall. Cause you don't want to hear Russell Wilson start asking for trades and, and want to, you know, be out and get out because then that kind of leaves you with a hole. And like I I guess I was gonna ask you what team out of the ones that he said that he would want to go to, which one do you see him fitting with? best or even being able to pull off the trade in general because like i said i was thinking new, new orleans would be i wouldn't want that because obviously i'm a falcons fan that'd be hell for me but i feel like that's that it's just a nice little destination it's a perfect spot they got a great defense they got you know capable weapons on the offensive side but like we were saying they have no cap space and a run game with on kamara run and pass but they literally have no cap space and like what do you even give up to acquire him like you give up michael thomas like that's kind of dumb. That, the only reason that would make a little bit of sense is sort of kind of because of the, the salary situation. But like, what of those four teams do you think he fits with best and could even pull off a trade like this? Can we say the teams again? It's the Bears, the Saints, 
Dallas. Um, that's what I was missing on when I was talking about. I think Dallas only because I'm saying I'm thinking of like what they can trade for him. Like Dallas has some assets, some young players that Seattle could build, not build around, but put in that lineup. Mm-hmm. What are the Raiders on defense? I don't really see them have many young players to trade away. Like I know they wouldn't trade away Waller or Ruggs, so it's like who are you giving away? So it's really tough for me. I honestly don't have a, a valid answer like that. I put much thought into what team he should go to because I don't even think this is going to happen. But I would say the the Cowboys because they would have stuff to go. The number ten pick. Um, I wouldn't say Z. They could swap Dak with him. I, I don't know how that would mm-hmm. go because he's on the franchise tag. I think the best bet, and Jerry would make a move like that because obviously he doesn't believe in Dak. So yeah, I think uh, someone. I think right before we got on, I saw a picture of uh, somebody like you know how they do like the caps, um, the what you call it, lowercase and uppercase letters, like making fun of people like you know accent or mm-hmm. voice or whatever the case may be. They was like, why would you know Russell Wilson want to go to the Raiders? And they showed a picture of um. Oh yeah, car just yeah, clean pocket, just extra protected, like all day, all the time in the world. And they're like, this is why, like, you would want to go. So, yeah, like, the, the only thing with them is kind of similar to probably the Seahawks. They don't really have a good defense whatsoever. They got pieces on the offensive end, you know, Josh Jacobs, Waller, like you said, Ruggs, um, Aguilar, if he was to come back. Like, they got pieces on the offensive side and a nice line, but really no defense to to kind of, you know, help overshadow anything that may have ha- may happen on the offensive side, you know, turnover, whatever the case may be. Um, Dallas. Same thing, great offense, terrible defense. I'm pretty sure they're going to address that in the draft. Um, the Bears, great defense, no offensive pieces, especially if they lose Allen Robinson. Like He's a free agent. So yeah, I would say. And more than likely, it's looking like he's not coming back. So, like, who do they have? Um, so, honestly, like I said, the only team that it, it could even be – that it would even really look like – well, he'd work in all the teams, but the only one it would really, really be a threat is New Orleans, and there's no really way for them to even pull it off. So, like you said, he's, he's – Gonna stay in Seattle more than likely, but it's just cool. Not cool, but it was just it was cool for, to see Russell speak up, but like a little bit obviously concerning for the Seattle Seahawks organization. Um, then next, gonna move on to Sean. Same thing, quarterback career. So I think he met with the head coach what yesterday, two days ago, doubling mm-hmm. down. He's letting him know he's not staying. Um, so do you think a deal like what, what do you think? You think they go into the season with them still? Um, you know, and still him on the Texans or? And make a trade somehow right before um the draft, during the draft, after the draft. Like, what do you see happening with Deshaun Watson? I think they I think he's on a different roster by the start of the season because over time they'll just come to the realization like he's not changing his stance. This is not good for our franchise. And then they'll start thinking of, you know, scenarios and stuff they could do. Um my best for them, if I was in their scenario uh shoes right now and I was the GM. You know, he's doubled down. He keeps saying it. I'll give it a little more time, maybe a couple more weeks, and then start answering the phone because you want to get as much as you can before the draft to maybe rebuild with those picks you're going to be getting back. You don't want to wait till after the draft and, you know, try to force him to stay when he ends up sitting out because he has enough money to where he's probably like he, – he doesn't want to play for them. So, you know, some yeah. people take it. I don't know how far he'll take it. Jalen Ramsey was faking a back injury with us, you know. <laughs> um, me with his agent while we were playing the Panthers, you know, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just not good for the team. And if you don't have your quarterback, they will go – if Deshaun's on the roster and they don't replace him with anybody, another quarterback or some somebody young in the draft, they will not win more than two or three games. So I think their best bet is for them to trade him. You know, 
You ruined the relationship with the franchise guy. He was going to be your the best player in uh, Texas franchise history, but you ruined the relationship. So management or the people upstairs, you know, the ownership needs themselves in the mirror. Something needs to change. But yeah, it's a bad situation overall. But I think he'll be dealt because the Texas can't afford to have him on the roster and not playing. It's just not going to be good for the franchise. Him sitting around, I mean, sitting out, you know, it's not. Good. Yeah, yeah, I think um same thing. Like you say it, it's never good to have someone in your locker room that don't want to be there at all. Um, and same thing kind of like with wrestling. Deshaun typically acquire guys, um, you know, gets in, gets out, does his work, um, puts on a show, puts on a performance. He's, you know, a generational quarterback. He's a good quarterback, up-and-coming young quarterback. But, again, just another quarterback speaking out, wanting to, wanting some type of change, wanting to be in a different place. And, again, just got to have that in your locker room, even if it's, you know, a good guy just like Deshaun Watson. Like you, you have to start listening to some trade talks. You got to start fielding the field with him. You you, you just got to kind of get him out. Um, and like you're saying, it, they are already they're probably in one of the worst spots, probably top three worst spots as an organization in the NFL, just because they don't even have a top pick this year. Um, so even if they, I mean, they could still get a quarterback, you know, later on when they do have a pick that does arise, which is the second round, like you said, but. Who knows? All the probably all the top guys. Maybe I don't even know if he does. It, it depends. depends. If we look back, yeah, there's always some dogs in the second and third. That's round. what I was about to say. Receivers, especially, mm-hmm. they always find somebody in late round. Yeah, but they have they have to do it more than just uh yeah just a you know a quarterback anyway. They got a lot of holes to fill now. Obviously, uh, J- they released JJ Watt. They have no edge no really edge rushers pass rushers at all secondary is not that great um say if you lose Deshaun Watson you're pretty much you're in a bad spot you're pretty much done for he gave up obviously DeAndre Hopkins last year for some skittles um it's, it's just not looking good at all but again like that's like what we're saying you just can't keep him in the locker room if it's a place that he doesn't want to be he's already said he ain't gonna report he already said he ain't gonna play it's like what else you gonna do I guess he can continue. You'll probably get fined or whatever the case may be, but I don't think he care much about that. If he wants out, he wants out, and you just got to do what you got to do to to better the organization how best you can, um, if they can. Uh, it's going to be tough, but I guess we'll see what they do. Um, but I think I'm with you. I think they got to get a deal done. It's either going to happen right before the draft or during the draft. I don't see them really. I don't I don't think it can progress after. It just has to happen. As long as they can, I think. Exactly. Yeah. He not as he ain't budging though, so they're gonna have to do something. Um, and then lastly, we're gonna hit on the two old timers. Um, one set to retire, the other one said he's gonna be back. They're just gonna re- restructure his contract, Roethlisberger and Breeze. I don't know if you saw the like the, the jokes and tweets and everything earlier in the week about Breeze, um, and them saying like he wanted to come back, you know, for one more uh one more shot at it. But do you think he does come well for Breeze? Do you think he does come back? And for Roethlisberger, do you think the Steelers like should rework that contract or, or kind of wash their hands with it because I think honestly both these guys are. Mm-hmm. We have a difference on opinions for this one. Mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Brees, I think you already know how I lost. Yeah, really like, I know arm strength's not the deal breaker for a quarterback, but if you can't really push the ball down the field, defenses are going to key in on that, and they did. Uh, offense got very pedestrian. He's done. I, like I know he's a legend, first battle Hall of Famer. I don't know where he stands in Saints franchise history, but I know he's up there. Who they would yeah. I don't even think he wins the job if he comes back, especially if he opened the competition up between him and Jameis. I don't think he wins the job. I think Drew's going to retire, and I think he, he will and he should. I think he did something to where he did something to help the cap, which shows he's retiring. He took a pay cut mm-hmm. or something. He's done. 
And for Big Ben, um, that's my guy, really. People don't know, like, Big Ben was one of, one of my favorite growing up. I remember watching his rookie season in 2004, I think, where they went like, but uh, I don't think he's done, man. Everybody talking about his arms weak. He didn't push the ball down to feel like that, but he could still get it there if needed be. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think they just struggled down the stretch of the season. They started off 11-0, but, you know, if you don't have a run game, you're not going to get too far in the playoffs. And defense started key on stuff, so it made him look bad. But I still think he has another unit. And I think he's better than Mason Rudolph or Doug Hodges. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, this, <laughs> that will cost. I know he has to take a pay cut because I think his cap hit is like, what, the mill? Something. Yeah, it's like 41. They, he owed like 41.25 million or something next year. Yeah, then yeah. you're going to have to give some of that back if you want to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think hey. he has another year, so I'm not, I'm not ready to give up on I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't. I don't see it. I just like you said. May, maybe, maybe it is that. Maybe they do need to draft the running back. We already talked about it, uh, you know, a few episodes ago. Whether you know either Ntn or Harris falls to them, if it is possible, you know, them taking one of those two, maybe that helps him out and the offense out in some way, shape, or form. But I don't know. He's just so. I mean, he stayed pretty healthy this past year, but he's pretty injury prone. Um. Like you said, he just made bad decisions at times. I don't know. I just don't see it. I I, I don't I don't know. Like I, I can see them having another successful year, but I just don't see them giving over getting over that hump, especially in the AFC um conference where you see all the top dogs, quarterbacks are young and they're emerging and the team's emerging. And I don't just I just don't see him getting helping them get over that hump. And not saying it's because of his age, because obviously we see t- what Tom Brady's doing. Even like I said, even both these two, Drew Brees and um, Ben Roethlisberger, even Aaron Rodgers, he won the MVP. Was he sitting at 35, 36 years old? So, um, like, not saying the old guys can't do it, but then I don't know. It's just it's been the last few years injury prone. Hasn't really been able to help him get over that hump. And maybe it is, like you said, they just need more balance on the offensive side of things. Their defense is pretty stout and good now, but I don't know. I just can't see. I don't think I already knew he was gonna come back for another year, but I think this this year has to be his final year, no matter what happens. Like I, I don't see him surpassing or, or lasting another year. But yeah, pay cut. That's that's without a question, just got to happen. Like there's no way I'm paying you forty one point two five million um this upcoming year. And what is he like 37, 38, hey, something like that? All I know is Philip Rivers and Eli Manning retired, and he's still playing. That's true, but. Should he still be playing though? Especially the last three games that we didn't see him. We, I think least... he, missed. he missed all the uh 20, what is that, 29 to the elbow. Mm-hmm. He only played like two games. So for him to come back and only get one year at it, he's like, I need one more crack. Like the way we went out, I just can't have that sour taste. And then that last playoff game was when we played them. Yeah, yeah when we played them. So yeah, he can't go out like that. He needs one more crack at it, and it is what it is. I, I hope he doesn't expect to go to the Super Bowl. Because you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it, if you ain't gonna get to the big game, what's the point in coming back? Honestly, like, I guess yeah, for some, a, a little bit more paycheck, a little like, just go out maybe on his own note or higher note, like maybe a close game or something. I don't know. But say he gets bouncing, they first playoff game again. Like, what was truly the point? What, what say they don't even get to the playoffs? Even though I don't see that happening, but it's possible. We see in Cleveland. They still got, you know, deal with Cleveland. They got to deal with the Ravens. Joe Burrow should be healthy. Well, he ain't going to be back until, like, maybe middle of the you know, season. You know how this stuff goes nowadays. Yeah. People's bodies. Really yeah. Cool. They get they, they might slide into a little, uh, especially if they keep the 17, they might slide into a uh, 
wild card spot. But yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. Drew, Drew definitely just needs to stay at home. He gotta, he just need to help raise the kids, go into broadcasting, cool out. Cause yeah, it's it's not looking good. But when you did say that he, he wouldn't win the quarterback, I honestly don't think he would. But I think they just give him the nod, obviously, just because a senior issue. Yeah. This is the this is the NFL. Drew Brees has done great things for the franchise, but you gotta like you gotta treat it like a business. Just how um when Drew Brees got hurt, mm-hmm. Chargers they drafted a quarterback. It's a business. You gotta move on. Next man up. Drew Brees has done great things for the franchise, but you gotta move. <laughs> you gotta be great. He's gonna hold y'all back if he's y'all quarterback. For- yeah, I think the sooner they move on, the better. Not to yeah. taste the though, my boy Jamie. Yeah, but not to taste the taste though. Because yeah. he had a one year deal, so somebody. Would- yeah, I think he he gets a shot somewhere. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know. If it's a 2019 Jameis, I'm fine with that because we'll be catching picks all day over here. He'll throw for about uh, (laughs) $6,000. $6,031 interceptions. Breaking the record again. But, um, yeah, we're going to move on. Uh, We'll talk a little bit uh, about, you know, these guys. Like I said, we already said J.J. Watt got released. They've been trolling a little bit on Twitter, kind of talking about, the you know, where he possibly might land. Just quickly, where do you think that he he goes? Um, do you think he joins his brother in Pittsburgh? There's been a lot of rumors he likes Cleveland. Um, where, where do you see him fitting in best? One of those two. I'm going to keep it short. One of those two mm-hmm. AFC North teams. Uh, you know, of course, he wants to go play with both his brothers. If I'm not mistaken, I think mm-hmm. the other one got. Yeah, I think it's a fullback or something there. Yeah. yeah. And the Browns, you know, their team trending upwards. Uh, him and Miles Garrett on the edge would be scary, even though this is not 2011 JJ Watt, but that'd be pretty mm-hmm. scary though. So yeah, um, either or, whoever has the most cap space, you know, he still wants his money. So AB the Steelers, but they have Bud Dupree. I don't, I think he kind of plays the same position, but you never know. Yeah. JJ Watt could be a D tackle. So yeah, they could just move them all around a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll see. This is a this is a tough one, but one of those two teams. Yeah, but there's always a wild card that might up. Definitely, I'm about to say. I feel like I, I'm feeling like that's why I want to lean to. There's gonna be a wild card that you know somehow just wilds and he's like, all right, yeah, I can go there for maybe a year or two. Um, because I was I was seeing a lot of things, you know, about him possibly going to Cleveland. Um, a few people on Twitter, him also being in Cleveland, taking you know pictures outside the hotel room and stuff, showing the stadium, all these little things. So I was like, maybe Cleveland, but I think it's gonna be a wild card. I'm not sure what team right now. There's a lot of teams that probably need edge help. But it's like how many teams need to edge up and got cap space and money to give to a guy that's, you know, still has some production left, but injured, hobbled, you know, he's probably good to miss four to five games. So I don't know. More than likely, though, a wild card. I'm not sure what team right now off the top of my head, but that's what I'm going to go with. Um, and then next, we talked a little bit about it off air, but got to play it. Um, Cam got into it a little bit with a, a young boy at his camp. And both you and me know we've we've gone to these camps, been at these camps before. Um, we've seen him, you know, up close in person, shook his hand and all that. So what do you kind of think, I guess, of this video and just this in general? Some people were saying it's a big deal, some people were saying it wasn't. Um, you know, they just smack talking going back and forth, not to look too much into it. But there was others, especially like in the sports world and in sports media areas, saying like, you know, there's no reason to be, you know, you gotta respect your elders in a sense, like that's a or basically instead of doing this and then giving them the attention that you wanted, you could have asked them, you know, about his experience, how he got to the league, what it was like, you know, being MVP, a national <laughs> championship, all that type stuff. Um, a Heisman winner. So like, what, what did you think about this situation? It's not that big of a deal. I agree with yeah. what you just said though. Instead of trying to, you know, get laughs and trying to be cool, he could have 
soaked up some game from Cam. Cam's done been through it all. He he came up in the environment where you usually don't make it to that level. So he mm-hmm. went through everything. You know, he he knew what to say no to. What he you know he's just different. He's he's more disciplined than others, and that helped him get to where he is. So the kid should have definitely took a different approach. But I will say this: the type of person Cam is, and the way he is, he's not childish. Mm-hmm. But he's a, he's a big kid sometimes, you know, and I think his personality invites stuff like that, you know, because he's the yeah. type of guy that will shit talk to, to kids and stuff. So I felt like this kid felt a little comfortable talking to him, but he did get out of line. So like they, uh, you spoke on other people saying uh, you got to respect your elders, but it's not the biggest deal. You know, he learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. He apologized. I'm pretty sure his folks talked to him when he got home, uh, yeah. not in like a, a bad way, but told him what he should have done differently. And I don't think he'll make that mistake. Yeah. It's not the biggest, it's not the biggest deal, but Cam invites that stuff. Like he's, he's a, he coaches seven on sevens team. So he's, he's exactly. talking to other kids all the time. So he kind of invites that. Yeah. Cause I don't think they would do that to any other person, but at the end of the day, like you said, you gotta respect your elders. And um, like we were saying before I was on, before I was on air, that kid, like every, where you're trying to get Cam's done all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he went, he went D1, didn't play, went through the, the harsh reality of college sports, you know, nothing's given. He had to go to JUCO, earn his way to Auburn, won the Heisman and that. He's done all that, been MVP. So I don't care if he's, you know, he's on his last years as a, as a starting quarterback, quarterback in the NFL, but you still don't disrespect that. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Like you said, we were saying off air. Um, He could have took a different approach, but you just hit it basically at the nail on the head, in my opinion. Like Cam is a big kid. We we see it all the time. We didn't see it. I got the little overlay right here, the little Superman. He used to make people mad every time he scored doing that or whatever antics he had. So he is a big kid sometimes, and his personality is a, a, lot, a big reason why a lot of people love him. But like you just said, it could invite you know little kids, especially probably ones that come similar to the same area that he's from, it invites that type of you know behavior because you know they thinking they're going back and forth having you know shit talking, playing or whatever the case may be, and nothing's being taken serious. But you never know. That day, Cam, I had a horrible morning. You know, he, he he felt some type of way about how he was saying it and what he was saying, it, and it might have took it maybe a little bit out of context. And as you can see, the kid kept saying, you know, you're trash, you're trash. He was smiling, and everybody, you know, was kind of hyping him up a little bit. But that second half of the clip, you saw things got a little bit serious when he, like I said, gave him that attention, was asking him, you know, what he did today and all this other stuff. It was a little bit different of a feel. So I feel like, like you just said, it, 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 he invites it sometimes. So I feel like in the beginning, he really felt like, you know, they were just kind of going back and forth like boys, you know, jawing at each other, talking a little bit shit, whatever. But that second half, he's like, all right, it's a little, it feels a little bit different. You know, Cam's not taking it the same way I thought, you know, I was giving it out and he's not, you know, giving it back. So I feel like, you know, it's just a tell. Both of the, the clip kind of shows it's a tell of two takes. I feel like in the beginning, he was, you know, Feeling that way, like you just said, you know, if you want to have a joke, have a laugh or whatever. But at the end, um, it was a little bit of a different tone. I feel like, like you just said, he learned his lesson. He apologized. Um, they kind of squashed or whatever the case may be. And I feel like next time he will definitely be more receptive of any type of advice and wanting to, you know, either be quiet or ask questions or whatever the case may be. So, you know, it, it was funny to see, but definitely the funniest thing was to see everybody, you know, opinions just in general, whether, you know, it'd be good or bad. But. Again, that's Cam. But we'll move on a little bit about, you know, talk about the NBA. We haven't talked much about it. We've been, you know, mainly on the uh, NFL train. But, of course, that's over with now. Hopping in uh, hopping in just on time, honestly. All-Star voting finished up uh, earlier this week. 
This is the starters that we have uh, for the West and for the East. Just uh, initial reactions. Are there any guys that you would have wanted to see start over some of these starters? Um, or do you think they got it right? I'm pretty sure it's obvious. It's only one person. <laughs> I think uh, Embiid having a great season. Giannis is Giannis. Just got to show up in the playoffs. Katie's having a great bounce back. Kyrie. Kyrie's Kyrie when he's playing, and you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say when his head's in the right direction because you know he he has his uh, he's hooping this year. So I say the only person I would replace would be Luca with Dane mm-hmm. um, for the West. Yep. Not really just going off the bandwagon. Uh, he's been winning. I don't know his stats exactly this year, but he's he's been having a Dame type season. And then CJ McCollum and Nurkic have been hurt, so he's been carrying the load, and they mm-hmm. still been winning. I think they're. I don't know what their seed is right now, but they were there was a stretch where he would. Those two it might guys be like fifth like, or something like that. Yeah, they were out for like 10 games and they, they went on a little roll. So Dave's been having a great season. I wouldn't change anything else. Uh, I don't know. LeBron not taking him out. Steph not taking him out. Kawhi, maybe PG over him, maybe his own teammate, but mm-hmm. that's it. And other than that, Jokic is fine. He's the second best. I like it. Uh, if we're going, are we going to talk about reserves or are we just. Yeah, we got that next. Um, uh-huh. Pretty much, yeah. like you just said. Same thing, I think Luke or Dame over Luca. Luca even said it himself like he ain't even playing that great. And but he's still all star. Don't get me wrong. He's still yeah, he's all-star. definitely all star. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But not starting starting wise. Yeah, Dame definitely should be over him. Um, I think uh, it was a toss up, I guess, between Kyrie and a few others. But I think especially these last, this eight game win streak that they're on, I think Kyrie kind of showed and submitted yeah, why he maybe out. should be a yeah should be a starter. I know, like obviously in the beginning of the year when he had to, he, he took some time off for you know mental health and, and and other things you know that he may have been dealing with that felt like it could take a hit and, and hurt him but you know he came right back into the fold him and Harden been playing great together he even you know said Harden you're the PG I'll play two guard um Joni's been a great teammate they both been producing um and the next team looks like they you know they're definitely primed to possibly make it to the NBA finals if not win it all so I think I think overall everything is right like you said besides Maybe Dame, not maybe, but Dame should definitely be over Luca. But Luca's still all star for sure. But here we go. We got the stars again. We just talked about them, but reserves on the right side. Um, so for the East, we got Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle. Oh dang, one of them got cut off. Uh, Vucevic. Um, yeah, come on, man. You can't come and Ben Simmons. How about I say I forgot? Yeah, that is your that Orlando Magic is your team. Um, yeah, and then uh, for the West, we got Zion. Uh, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Anthony Davis, but we know Anthony Davis got replaced by uh, Devin Booker. Um, and yeah, those those are the reserves. So anybody you agree with, anybody you disagree with? Okay, if AD wasn't hurt, I would have disagreed with Devin Booker not being in. Mm-hmm. I think he should be in over his teammate. I know CP, you know, I don't know though. It's the narrative and stuff. You know, Suns haven't won in a minute. C three comes over again and takes over another franchise and. Mm-hmm. become winners they were in a playoff race in any of the past six seasons so i don't know but i put d book over cp and well ah man this is a yeah. tough one i know you have something to say about this but i think trey young should be in because aren't his, mm-hmm. his numbers are somewhat the same as last year and he was a starter correct mm-hmm. yep i don't know who i don't know who though maybe ben simmons Maybe yeah. Simmons, but I think Trey Young is snub out of the East. But JB, I like that he's been he's been having a breakout season. Um, Rudy Gobert in the West, I'm sure. James Harden, mm-hmm. you know he's gonna have a spot when he came over. Zach Levine can't be mad at that either. Uh, yeah. Julius Randle, like it's guys that they pay their dues. You know, 
underappreciated players and they're they're balling out this year, especially Zach Levine. Like he's been on the sorry uh, Chicago team. And he, <laughs> yep. He's just been go- everything he, he's done his gun on. So shout out to them. But I think Trey Young should be in. Yeah. I think uh Zach Levine and Bradley Bill, those those two are well Wizards are winning now. They don't want quite a few games in the last like 10, but those two definitely have were the way their team season started out, both were just terrible. Um, it, it was looking like both were gonna be probably the bottom two of the bottom, like three, four teams in the league. So I felt like but both those guys have been playing at an all-star level, they've, they've been balling out and been helping carry their team to a lot of a lot of wins that they may or may not have should have. But uh so I, I definitely think those two should be in. Um this is the graphic of the guys that a lot of people felt like were snubs. Um, and this is the next thing we was kind of going to talk about. But the one guy I think I would, I'm going to go back, but I do feel like it's me probably just being a homer because I'm obviously a Hawks fan. Um, I feel like Trey should be in there somewhere somehow. Numbers are similar, maybe even slightly better. I think the assist might be up um, and was a starter last year. So it's like kind of how do you go from that? And he's what? you top six, I think, in scoring in the league. Assist wise, I think he's somewhere definitely top five. It might be like top two or three. It's like he's in the top of a lot of categories in the league, but it just seemed like some type of disrespect and disconnect there with the prior the players, coaches, and um some of the media because you know they get some of the vote as well. Uh, I already know Steve Nash talked about it earlier in the year. He said he don't like the way Trey Young draws his fouls, but that's the you got a guy on your team that does honestly the same thing, James Harden. It's like they they're playing the way the game is being called nowadays, and you really can't be mad at him for that. That can't be a mark against you. Um, so I, I don't know. The, the one thing I guess I will ask before I kind of continue is, do you think, and I know some of the guys on Off the Ball talked about this um, earlier this week, do you think it's an issue to expand the mountain reserves? Like, you know, there's 15 on the NBA roster. If this is just kind of like a, a pickup playing game, which is what has become the last, what, 10-plus years, is there a problem to expand it to 15 or 13 or 14? Like they've done it before. Obviously you remember when Dirk and D Wade, it was on their last year, they wasn't voted in, but they were kind of like honorary all-stars and kind of put them in. So that was 13 spots instead of 12. Do you think it's an issue for them to do that? Or do you think they should kind of keep it out? It wouldn't hurt, you know, especially yeah. what you're saying, like in the last 10 years, it's kind of like pick up basketball, just mm-hmm. runs in LA, a lot of cherry picking, stuff like that. It wouldn't hurt, so nobody gets hurt. And, you know, the switch, it's not like guys are fighting for playing time. Maybe towards the end, though, they wouldn't be in the last five, but it wouldn't hurt. And it would allow more bodies so people couldn't possibly get hurt, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind it. I feel like, especially in this year where they're playing so many back-to-backs, the schedule so condensed, Um, you know, a lot of – they didn't have much turnaround from the bubble. I feel like if any year, it probably would have been this year to expand it a little bit because, like you just said, get a little bit – more or give it a little bit less minutes to those that have already put a you know a bunch of work in that had that quick turnaround nuggets lakers um who else oh Giannis with uh the bucks like it it, it could have been expanded to where guys are getting like kind of equal out minutes because of the you know the workload on on everybody's bodies because of the the way they scheduled the schedule this year and then even in the second half a lot of people got out of back-to-backs i forgot what team but it's like one team that got like 11 back-to-backs that's ridiculous that's crazy that's 22 games um in a span of what 11 days yeah so or not 11 days but 22 days so it's uh it's it's if anything this would have been the year to do so um but i guess i'll go back to the snubs list out of this i don't know devin booker obviously like we said got in because ad was out um Sabonis I think is probably the if it if not Trey Sabonis is definitely probably the biggest snub um 
can say that. Hamburg, uh, Chris Middleton is somewhat yeah. consistent too. Like I know mm-hmm. he's not your typical All Star, but he mm-hmm. he's he made it the last two years. Yeah, and he uh his numbers. I mean, they they might have dropped off a little bit because of Drew Holiday. He's still having them. he could be a snub. Russ Russ no Conley is playing better <laughs> than he did last year. Demar, yeah, he's been in and out and hurt. So yeah, Demar's a borderline All Star every year, and then the mm-hmm. Red. I mean, I don't know because you know, not Bam because he's not playing how he was last year. And Tobias Howard, I mean, geez, <laughs> I don't know if that's a Doc Rivers thing or thing or not, but he's under mm-hmm. Doc as well because his best years were uh, when he was with the Clippers. So. Exactly. But yeah, um, I'm not really mad at the list. Sabonis and Trey Young are my big snubs besides yeah. book. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't, my fault. Let me no. just say this: if I was D book, like as a competitor. I don't want the to be the alternative. Like I want y'all to vote me in. Yeah, that's the second. This is the second year in a row he's been alternative too. Disrespectful, but he deserves yeah. it. Yeah, he's one of my favorite guys in the league to to actually watch. I, I I love his overall game. Um, but yeah, biggest snubs for sure on this list right now to me would be Trey and Sabonis. Um, I think snubs been thrown around a lot this week. I feel like nobody on the list um that we previously had up, nobody on this list should have not made it. Um. In my opinion, I think Julius Randle has earned his 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 keep. He's got the Knicks playing. You know, they got he got the Knicks at the sixth spot right now. Um, and he's playing great basketball. I've seen him torch the Hawks two times in a row. One time for forty like forty something points, forty four something like that. Um, so I'm glad he's the first time All Star for sure. Zach Levine again definitely deserves it. Bradley Bill deserved that starting spot. Like everybody on the list deserved to be here, but I just think they should should or could or. Maybe should have gave it some type of thought to expand it at all. Um, I don't know if it's because, you know, COVID protocol, maybe they don't want as many people as or want more people than they need to at the game or whatever the case may be. But they could have expanded it um, and maybe should even think about it because, yeah, these two guys on the end definitely got snubbed in my opinion. But moving on, not to talk about cause it's still talking about All-Star Weekend. We know it's next weekend, uh, Sunday, March 7th. Um we kind of just said it. We already know what the All-Star game has been. It's a glory five-cup game at this point. We kind of already know what we're going to expect. Um, the only thing that is a little bit off that they're combining everything in one day. So halftime show is going to be the dunk contest. And the pre-show is going to be um, three-point uh, skill challenge, I believe. And of course, the, the game will flow as it does. So let's not talk about the game. We're going to talk about Atlanta since obviously we're both from you know the area. We're both from here. And we kind of know what to expect from people from Atlanta. Um, we already heard Keisha Lance Bottom, our glorious mayor, say not to come here. Ain't going to be no tickets sold. Ain't going to be – Atlanta's not open for this type of event and function, but we already know Atlanta doesn't listen. Surrounding states and people that are surrounding us not going to listen. As you can see, I put up a few flyers. We even got a news station, um, you know, CBS Channel 46, talking about it. What do you expect from Atlanta come All-Star Weekend? You think they listen to Keisha, or do you think all this surrounding her is gonna happen? I think we know, and everybody that's residing in resided in at any point in their life, uh, they're gonna. <laughs> she can say what they want. You know, they might not sell tickets to the All Star game, but then party promoters gonna make some money this weekend. You know, all the clubs gonna, gonna make it happen. What it's gonna, and it's gonna be. I don't know how strict the uh, protocols are, but it's gonna be one All Star that finds its way to a club and somebody gets. <laughs> so, Somebody gonna yeah. snap a picture, they're gonna get some type of video. Yes, yeah, dead, they're bucking. Um <laughs> the corona's been going on for almost a year, and you still Atlanta didn't really close like that. They closed a little mm-hmm. bit, but there's people I know that still go out every weekend and they still haven't got it. I don't know how I'm not questioning it, I'm not wishing it upon them. <laughs> Atlanta, 
I don't know. I don't know. They they don't listen, and people aren't getting COVID, so they're not learning their lesson. They're going to keep going out. But the yeah. All Star Weekend being down here, there's going to be celebrities. You, the the party promoters are going to have some famous person on their flyer from out of town that's coming down here. Yeah. You know James James Harden. He um. You know how he is with strip clubs. Like he might find his way to Magic City or Blue Flame. Yeah. One of the. But yeah, they're not. Is dead. Like. Yeah. She shouldn't even said anything. Nobody. <laughs> She probably invited even, like, you know, people don't listen. So her saying that probably made people like, oh, yeah, we definitely coming out. Like, I didn't see all these flyers just popping up everywhere. That's why, you know, like I said, I threw it on the graphic. There's no way that, like you just said, and I know it's going to happen because people here just be wanting, they be wanting to be in the limelight. They be wanting to show off and, and be kind of like just in the spotlight. So I already know, like you just said, one of the all-stars is going to get caught up somehow, some way. Like they're going to try to be down low about it, but they're going to get caught up somehow, some way doing something. And like you just said, you already said James Harden, strip clubs. Those kind of is an anonymous or synonymous with Atlanta. More like he's going to get caught somewhere doing that. Kodak, I don't even know if this is true or not. <laughs> Whether it is true or not, a Kodak Black Flyer, he's supposed to be performing somewhere. I don't even know where. I can't even see it right now. Obviously, like I said, Playhouse right here. It's just so much going on. I already know something's going to go down. Something's going to happen. So what to expect from Atlanta? Just craziness, as as always. Like, it's numbers. Like you said, it, it, we didn't really shut down. We shut down for maybe two weeks. Numbers are still on the rise. People still getting it. People still getting sick. But that just hasn't stopped anything from happening. So I already know it's going to be chaos and i already know the following day we're gonna have or following week we're gonna have plenty to talk about um so atlanta put on a show i, I the only reason I, I hate that it is here this year i I'm, they said that in future in the future we, we will be up for you know another all-star whatever the case may be but i feel like this kind of takes away from that so i feel like they should have kept in indiana i'm honestly because i feel like that I don't really know what goes on there, but I'm pretty sure nothing much is going on there. So I feel like they should have just kept it there if they want to stay safe because this ain't no safe spot. This ain't no safe zone to be coming coming here to have an all-star game and, you know, be possibly affecting the NBA season and NBA players as well. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But, you know, I just know it's going to be a lot going on. I know it's going to be a lot to talk about <laughs> after the after March 7th for sure. So And hold on um, real quick before you go on, mm -hmm. um, got to – Alert and I looked down at my phone. Uh, Sabonis is replacing KD. Oh, yeah, he has been hurt. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So now, right, so now Trey is really the only kind of snubbish one that, that we can see. So makes sense. Um, congrats to Sabonis. <laughs> Appreciate that. Live breaking news from Thaddeus Bell. Adrian, uh, Adrian, uh, Sanoski over there. But no, I got to um, start I'm not out there yet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, next one to move on, Kyrie's kind of mentioned it before. I know we talked about it, I think, once on the show before, but um, Kyrie's still advocating for Kobe to be the change, be the new logo. What do you think about this? I um, 100% agree. I don't know what defines somebody being on a logo, like why they're on there, but, you know, Kobe is the embodiment of hard work, dedication. Um, he just is greatness. You know, he's one of the guys that set the foundation for the league. He inspired a lot of the people in the league right now. Um, and, you know, the way he left is just a tragedy that will just, you know, touch everybody for the rest of our lives. We won't ever forget that Kobe died. I know I won't because he was not, like I said before, not my favorite basketball player, but the, the first basketball player that I really knew, like bought a jersey for, like mm -hmm. watching like that. Just a legend, an icon, and I think this is one of the best ways to remember him. And it's something that he'd be smiling, I mean, smiling mm -hmm. 
for doing. You know, Jerry West, the guy that drafted him, I don't think he would have a problem doing. Hopefully not. They have too much reasoning behind it, but I think I think it should happen. Yeah. And this is with, a good point to we'll always remember Kobe. I th- we always will, but we'll never forget. Like when we look mm-hmm. at the logo, we see beans. So. Yeah, I think this. I think it's, I think it's a nice commemorating um, thing to do as well. Uh, and I think Kyrie's going to continue to advocate for it as well, um, along with a few other guys in the league. Like you just said, hopefully, I don't think Jerry Wish would have a problem. He shouldn't have a problem with it. Um, I think it's about time for a little bit of change as well. Anyway, um, I think I don't know if Kyrie said it. Someone said it. You know. Um, advocating for him to be the change because, you know, African-American males are kind of pretty much the face of the league. Like, you know, they basically have brought it to where the game, you know, currently stands today. So I feel like, you know, that's enough. And if we're continuing, you know, with this, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, change, you know, minority change, um, being in higher positions, higher power, just overall equality, I feel like that's another thing that should kind of help the case him to be you know the new logo and like you just said we're never going to forget you know that day what happened we're never going to forget mama mentality everything he brought to the game his heart and soul his passion he put everything into it so i feel like it's definitely something that needs to be done and hopefully you know within the next few years it does i know it's not going to be an immediate automatic change but i think the people i think the nba is typically good on these type of initiatives and making these type of changes so i think I think eventually it will happen, um, especially, like I said, how much Kobe meant to the game. So, Jerry, like you said, Jerry West shouldn't have a problem with it. Adam Silver is typically has been a great you know, commissioner since he's stepped foot in his role. So I think it should be something that happens. I don't know how soon, but eventually, um, hopefully maybe in the next year or two. So definitely something I think everybody would get behind and can get behind. Um, to move on, I guess, to, to some other news, crazy news in general that has happened um, you know, this week two what two days ago um tiger woods unfortunate crash luckily nothing life-threatening but he did have to have a lot of surgeries uh, i think shattered his ankle um just something else to his leg um i think both of them. yeah both of them oh geez i thought it was one yeah but it, may, it would make sense like that that crash looked pretty bad um, the car was turned on its side and everything um don't really know how it happened um especially being like i i'm not too sure it looks like it rolled down the hill i'm guessing um Mm-hmm. So I guess just what were your initial thoughts and reaction? I guess when you first heard it, um, luckily everything, I think he's okay. He should, you know, have a full recovery. He does, it's probably going to put, you know, obviously a, a dent on, you know, him hoping to continue to, you know, to golf, possibly breaking, you know, Arnold Palmer's record and everything, not Arnold Palmer, but um, Jack Nicholas's record and everything. So what do you, what, what did you just, you know, think about um, this crash and, and just the news of hearing it overall? Um, a little shock and didn't hit me the, I don't, I wouldn't say like, I don't know how to air, but like when I first saw the news, I didn't think it was going to be good. Like I, I mm-hmm. thought we were going to lose another uh, icon. So mm-hmm. I, I started kind of like thinking like, dang, like just memories as a kid, you know, I've never been a fan of golf. Like I really wasn't <laughs> a fan. Like I knew how to hit the ball. My dad used to take me to the driving range. We still go sometimes, but I just know my dad on Sundays in April, like he'd be glued in front of the TV. Like how can you watch <laughs> the sport? Like. Everybody's dead silent. They're hitting a little golf ball. You yep. know, this tiger, like this is this is the legend. And this mm-hmm. is back like 03. Like I remember he would always wear that same uh red little polo on mm-hmm. Sundays. Uh so you know, just just childhood memories. Um, it would it'd be sad to see another legend going, but uh, you know, you were just talking about the records and stuff. I think he's just thankful to still be here on this earth. You know, mm-hmm. God God said his time's not up when it could have been up. So, you know, I think it's just a blessing for him to be alive. Uh when I first heard it, you know, it was a little, a little, a little shock, a little shock. And mm-hmm. I hope it's not true. 
And most people my age, we don't watch golf, but yeah, the only reason why I know anything about the sport is because of this man and mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson. So it's like it's it just hit a little different. One of my favorite athletes, even though I don't like the the sport of golf like that, and I disrespect it too because it's one of the hardest sports to play. Mm-hmm. But, Crazy hard. Just just true true icon and true legend. And I know he inspired so many other people. I know he's the main reason why some people play golf. So it was a tough day, but just glad to see he's doing good and glad to move on. And I think for him, they said something that he likes to drive really fast. So hopefully he'll slow down a little bit. Yeah, got to. Okay. Um, like he, he went mm-hmm. across the lane and then down. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would say. How did that happen? Yeah, there's no good. But like you just said, I mean, main reason I even, you know, no, not know about golf. Obviously, we're sports heads, but just just around it at all. I remember, I used to get you know Tiger Woods when it was his name on the on the game. Tiger Woods little PGA tours, make my guy look just like him. Um, little creative player, whatever the case may be. Used to stay up all night playing that game. Um, and he's the main reason, of course, the the reason why. Um, like you just said, I didn't really always watch you know, every day of, you know, the Masters or U.S. Open, whatever the case may be. But I would always make sure to to try to catch it, catch highlights, whatever the case may be, especially on the, on Sundays when he was in contention. So um, main reason why I even know about golf today, surrounded by the sport, even like it um, and, and just know and keep up on the news about it in general. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be good at all either, especially when they say it was a car crash. And then I seen the picture before I even heard any news. I was like, oh, yeah, that looks that looks terrible. Um, but kept getting, you know, more alerts and news that, you know, not life threatening, you know, he been rushed to the hospital. He's going to have to have surgery and all that. Um, didn't realize it was both of his legs, but looking at the car and just like I said, what you just said, it makes sense that it was both of his legs. So overall, I, I'm sure he is, you know, just as happy as we all to, to his, for his life to have been saved for him to, you know, hopefully have a speedy recovery and maybe get back to the game that he loves. But yeah, I for sure didn't think it was gonna be good news. We've already lost so many people just in general in the last year um, due to COVID and just in just in general, a lot of legends. We just finished talking about Kobe. Um, so glad to see that he's doing all right. And, and hopefully, like you just said, he'll slow down because if I'm not wrong, I feel like this isn't his first car crash. Yeah, like he had. Reading the article, they yeah. said he likes to drive fast on a normal. Yeah. So stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, be careful, man. Got to because can't have stuff like this happening again like that car looks destroyed it looked like it was in a fire so um more crazy news um you know it was i guess cause for celebration Deion sanders um won his first game you know there's i guess certain organization not organization but i think fbs or whatever uh has spring ball i know we know a few guys that's playing spring ball right now but he won his first uh game coaching debut but unfortunately he had to uh deal with people stealing his stuff during the game um, I don't, I'm pretty sure you heard about it, yeah. uh, but what what did you think when you heard this? When you when you got the notification, like I'm pretty sure I got the notification, like you did as well, and just watched to hear and heard what he said. Like, what did you, what did you, what, what did it remind you of? Because I got a specific story it reminded me of uh, one of our coaches. I hope not, but <laughs> oh yeah, not one of our coaches. Just me. It's like you know, um, it's unfortunate that it happened, but. Mm-hmm. It's that HBCU. I be telling people um, <laughs> D1 and PWI D1 is a different thing because most of the HBCUs are in the hood. You know, mm-hmm. Prime he likes to flex his chains and stuff. So, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not – I'm just telling you what, you know, some thieves think like. I'm not a thief. <laughs> but, you know, some people, they're like – people literally used to jug 
um mm. at my D2, like in our in the locker room and practicing stuff sometimes. So I'm not yeah. surprised. Like he's always having his chains out, his stuff. Everybody knows he's prime. He's gonna have look good, play good, feel good, good mm-hmm. game day. He's gonna have some drip. And some people I don't know who I wish the details would come out. Like who because <laughs> you know, after the fact they said the items were misplaced and they yeah. got caught and they probably try to put it back, but Exactly. You, know, you just got to see, but I'm not surprised at all. Um, Dion, you got to put the jewelry away, leave some of it at home or lock it up. But it's unfortunate because you don't want to, you know, you're celebrating your first win as a college coach. You come back and you know, so I know that that pissed them off, which it should. But it's unfortunate. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not surprised because yeah. it's mom and they in the hood of Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same, same thing here. Like uh, it just reminded me going back to high school as well. Like not obviously not any coaches. Well, I don't know if any coaches got this stuff stolen. Probably one or two maybe did. I don't really remember. But I remember I got my phone stolen basketball practice. It just reminds you, you know, those little memes and stuff. Like when they say, like, you know, you come back to the locker room, like, oh, my stuff gone, my stuff, my stuff gone. And there's, you know, friends or teammates or whatever trying to help you find it. And the guy that jugged it is right there with you, helping you look for it. It just reminded me of a, a few people that we uh, went to school with, a few little situations. And oh, happened. But, yeah, I remember basketball. I had my phone stolen. Um, yeah, just once. I was about to say twice. I think somebody else got their phone stolen, but I got my phone stolen once. Um, and a guy was helping me look for it. I already knew who it was. I, 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 I just guilty. I ran all over his face. I knew it was him, bro. I just knew it was him. What shit I can do? Reported it and all that. But you know, high schools don't really be caring. They don't, you know, look too much into it or do nothing about it. Um, but I already know who it was. I don't, I'm gonna say his name because I don't really care. I don't think bygone let bygone be gone. But Brandon Wilson, I'm sure. Not Brandon Wilson. It was bro. Other one, you know which one I'm talking about. He used to play. Oh, Brandon the funny dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, little fat kid, little fat running back, but he was funny. What did he take? He took my phone. I'm pretty sure it was my phone. Yeah, it was just my phone. But it, it's crazy. I but I remember them jugging. <laughs> they always used to jug. But I re- only reason I really remember it because like they would like. I think he tried out for basketball, didn't make it. But they would just always be around the what was the 600 building, or whatever the case yeah, would be. I, I definitely remember always that. just around, but I remember specifically it was just the one day that the coaches didn't lock the little locker room. It was the one day they didn't, and I was like, I just had a bad feeling in practice. We came back and I already knew my stuff was going through. I was like, Come on, Coach Hood, like lock the door, bro. Or I don't know if it was Hood or if it was Spivey, it was one of them. Somebody didn't lock it, probably Spivey. It was one of them that didn't lock it. I just knew that was the day because you know, thieves be knowing they, they was. They'll stay around, sneak around. With the lock. Exactly. Like, might have picked the lock. Maybe they did lock it. And they end up getting in somehow, some way. But, yeah, man, they just put me back in, the, in that time. I was like, damn, I was the person that got my phone and stuff. But it's whatever. Upgraded. We got a, we got an XR, XS, whatever it is now. Um, But not more crazy news. I know you saw it. Miles Garrett dropped his little hoops mixtape. Um, He just looked big. Like, why he <laughs> – it's funny, like – why he got a Jurassic Park tank top on? Like, is that what people be hooping in? But I don't know. It was just it was just funny to to, to see the the hoop mixtape. You know, he had a little bit nice little form, uh, nice little ferocious little dunk right here. Um, but I guess before my real question is gonna be, which do you think? I know we talk about you know respecting you know cross sports, different sports, and we talked about that when uh we talked about Nate Robinson trying to box, but. Do you think it would be who do you think would have more success? An NFL player coming over and trying to play in the NBA or an NBA player transitioning to the NFL and playing? 
easier or do like which one do I think somebody could actually pull off? It, it honestly it's, both. It's really hard but disrespectful to the sport I played for a long time. But I think there'd be you could find just one basketball player on a team that you could find and you could put him at like safety or linebacker, real aggressive, athletic, you know, mm. somebody maybe like like what's the dude's name that used to go to Duluth that played football? I didn't think he was the best. He was kind of big though, but like he fit in both. He could do both. I forgot his name. He was like a year younger than us. But um, uh Javis, Javis. Javis, yeah. Like maybe somebody kind of like that. Like now you're saying he was a good football player, but somebody that could fit in because most football players they play like Niles on the basketball court. <laughs> Fallon can't shoot none of that. So it's real. It's low key disrespectful, but I'm gonna say easier for a basketball player to try to try to transition ball. I don't. That, most basketball players don't transition well. To, I mean, most football players don't transition well. Yeah. But not for everybody. It had to be that one dog. And he mm-hmm. can play just hopping and play like receiver or something like that. Because we've yeah. seen Draymond try to play tight end. Go <laughs> yeah, that's all I was say. We've seen a few guys in the in the NBA that kind of have like um highlights and, and such from high school or whether it be college. Um Allen Iverson was one guy, LeBron James was another guy. Um uh, it's, it's been a few, you know, athletes. The one thing I, I kind of would will agree, um Given this mixtape, Miles Garrett looked okay. He looked like he could be overseas, G League, maybe. But um, and then again, mixtapes is it, it, it they're made to make you look good. So it's like yeah, he yeah. might not be able to handle the ball, he might not be able to make good passes, might be, you know, like you just said, play like a Niles or something on the basketball court. Um yeah, but yeah, I think I think an NBA player could make the transition a little bit better. Um, to the NFL just because one, the guys are typically a little bit bigger or taller. So if you could, if you want to throw one out the outside as a receiver or X or Y, they may not, you know, blow, blow off the top speed, but, you know, have them run like a little curl or out route or something like that little, something simple um, or even a little, a fade to the end zone. Like they're taller, they're a little bit bigger, especially most corners that, that size up. They're probably somewhere between five ten and six one six two. Nope. I think that's an easy little fit. Um, you know, it might not have to take much of a hit or anything. So I think it, the transition could be made from NBA to NFL a little bit better just because they might be able, you might be able to pick and choose their spots a little bit better and a little bit more based off their their size and their their strength, whatever the case may be. Because typically, like I said, basketball players are a little bit taller and a little bit bigger than football guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never know. I mean, there's, there's probably a few guys that can make that transition from the NFL to NBA. I know, again, it's just mixtapes and, and dunks and stuff, but Devontae Adams had a little – um little hoop mixtape as well he's doing all these crazy dunks um i think tyreek hill as well you know he's a, he's a short guy um few few guys that can can play the game um oh patrick mahomes as well so yeah not, league. Yeah, not, not league not not league no not for sure they did they can be in some uh like i said g league or celebrity all-star game maybe maybe overseas in specific um leagues or whatever but yeah i think I, I think I agree with you. I think NBA is a little bit better of a train, or it could be a little bit easier of a transition. Um, but next, more crazy news. Don't think the highest pay or close to highest pay one of them, but signed three hundred forty million year deal or three hundred forty million for fourteen year deal. Fernando Tatis. There are a lot of people calling him. He's going to be the up and coming new face of, of baseball. Um, he's brought a lot of excitement to San Diego and the Padres in general. Um, my question mainly is, you know, I'm pretty sure I think they're like ranked number two now in the power rankings um, yeah. before the season started. They, they, they're going to be a cra- crazy to watch. It's a crazy team overall. But question is, what would you 
first buy with $340 million. 340? I don't know. <laughs> like, I've always ran through scenarios when I get rich, but I'm probably going to give my parents a little sum and put it up. Those would be the first couple things I do. 340. You know, as old as I get, my mom's going to be like, like, you need to put probably that. I don't know. Give my parents some or put it away. I don't know what I don't know what I would buy. I'm not going to be stupid when I get my money, but 340. Mm. Like, I feel like you can be a little stupid with yeah. it. <laughs> If you buy me a nice little car, I ain't gonna lie because what well, if I spend five hundred half a mil on a car? That's really nothing if you have three forty. Mm-hmm. Especially with him, he's young. He's a how do I say this without sounding sweet? He's not the ugliest person, so he might be out there <laughs> like, magazines and stuff. He's the face yeah. of baseball, so he'll be out there. Uh, and, you know, he'll make some money outside of uh, outside the three forty million. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, what would you get? Crazy amount of money. I don't even know. First thing I think I do, well, student debt. We both know. I think that's just a wash away. Like that's easy though. Like three forty, three hundred forty million. That's like two dollars. So yeah. Go ahead, wipe that out real quick. I don't even know. Uh, sheesh. I think the first thing I would do, and it might sound a little crazy, a little dumb, but maybe it'll help me make some more money. I would like rent out, like uh, not rent out. I think I would like buy like a, a private island or something. Build like a resort or suite on it or something and then obviously not renting out but you know making a little vacation spot if that is possible at all or maybe i just buy one that's already done just to help me make a little bit more money a little bit more returns even though i think that's probably gonna be a headache though you gotta hire people you gotta make sure it's kept up the maintenance and all that but i mean it'd be a nice little spot that i can just go to and chill out and relax as well i think that if not that though i think i what i would do if it's if it is at all possible it's not even enough money not even close to enough money but i would try to join some type of investment group or whatever to buy a, a sports team. Like I was going to go, I was definitely going to say it, but you said buy. Like, I was yeah. Gonna, I'm definitely going to invest money. Yeah. I think I would just have to make it. Like obviously 340 million ain't buying you no type of team. <laughs> so, but. Thinking about that is crazy though. Like really to, to be an owner, you, where, where do y'all, where do they get this money from? Like exactly. that can be your only job in life as an NFL owner. Like they have billions and millions coming in and just, out. You know, they own all the corporations, they own everything basically, damn near tech startups. They invested their money in something that's getting them billions in return, something like that. I don't know. I just have exactly. to follow their footsteps somehow. The like, they don't even really like the sport. They're like, oh, they just there because, yeah, like they like nice little place to go and watch, network or whatever, connect yeah. with other people, yeah. give out tickets. They can just be the face, they can just be in the limelight if they want to be or yeah. not, and just making extra money because they know people love sports in America. That's the right. thing. I don't know. But yeah, that, that would definitely be, like I said, if I could invest, I can't buy, but I definitely invest in sports team. If not, buy my own island. <laughs> Chill out there, but also build up some housing and stuff so people can vacation. That'll make money back. Um, more crazy news. Um, our boy is back home. I don't even know if I can say our boy, but you know, Bobby Smurd is back home. It's been a minute, been a while. What, 2013 or 14? Yeah, I remember listening to his song at the basketball, yep. at the basketball games. Mm-hmm. Bobby, Bobby B. I don't want to see the B word, oh, yeah. but Bobby, everything. Um, <laughs> even the one with him and Migos, uh, computers. I used to, I used to love. I used to do my shit. Um, but Bobby's back home. He was released yesterday. The first picture that he took was this one on the left. A lot of people was making fun of it. They say yeah. he, they say give him about two three days. Um, because he ain't woke yet. He just got out the pen. You know, he a little excited, he happy. So, um, give him about two or three days, and, and it'll be a little bit different. Um, but. Overall, just what your feelings about it, um, you know, him being released. I know it's a long time coming. I think they said Quavo went to, to pick him up and everything. So what do you feel about Bobby being back? 
long time coming. Uh, happy for him. Hopefully he stays out of trouble. You know, everybody wants to, you know, be, it used to be, I remember in high school and co early college years, people thought it was cool to like be from the hood and stuff, but people mm -hmm. usually want to get away from that stuff. Nothing yeah. really comes out of that death or jail time for the most part or lost loved ones. Uh, so he learned his lesson, hopefully solid dude. You know, he, mm -hmm. he took more years to help his friend get out earlier, which is solid. You know, he's, he's probably good in the streets. They're taking care of him. But, you know, long overdue, uh, he did his time. I couldn't imagine being in jail for that long, let alone mm -hmm. a month. So shout out to him for sticking it through and, you know, staying the course. Some people take their lives. Some people go crazy in there. Hopefully mm -hmm. he thought, thought long and hard about what he did. And, you know, he's out now. So hopefully a changed man and moving different. Yeah, I think so as well. I don't think they'll get caught up with, you know, the lyrics and the songs and, and all this and that and be, you know, um, what conformance or whatever in cases or whatever the case may be. But him and his boy got out around the same time. So I know they both happy. I know where they from, uh, the guys from their, their part is happy. Families are happy. I'm interested to see what type of music he making because I know we don't really think about it. Like, you know, what, seven years? I think it was seven years is slick a long time, especially like this. Like, if you think about Not it true. is a long time. So it's like. To think about obviously too, like what what you went in with 2013, 2014 to now 2021, like how much change, like just overall, like social media, media, music, every everything just different. Like yeah, who I would this, like who baby dude is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't know, we don't know what's going. I mean, I'm not gonna say you don't know what's going on because I know the people in jail. Like we've been seeing people in, in jail with phones and stuff, so I know they know what's going on. They can watch the news. They get information stuff from the outside but it's still a whole new like world he's honestly stepping into um so i don't know i, I know it's crazy for him i think i just seen before we got on like he refused a drink at the club and he like yeah showed like he was drinking something i don't know if it was tea or something i don't know but maybe he is a change man he coming out i'm just interested to see what type of music he's gonna drop or if he was making any type of music you know in the pen or, or whatever the case may be i'm just excited to see what see what's about to happen it seemed like him and maybe Quavo or Migos or some, you know, maybe them, them all, they maybe have a, something in the works, but yeah, just, I guess overall happy that he's home because, you know, he came onto the scene hot and then just all of a sudden he was just snatched. So it's like, I don't know, just, it just interesting. It's, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, he does produce and, and what does come of his release. Hopefully he release some new music soon, but he probably just enjoy life for a little bit um, as we can see, and then he'll probably get back to it. And then not sports related whatsoever, but I seen this last night. I seen it actually a, a day ago, but I seen it last night. The news was covering it. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was just wild to me that this was even something that they even thought of. But it was a high school somewhere. I don't remember where, but a high school basically had their band playing in these little tents, um, a concert. And then they had them on the news like the principal was talking and they was in the background. I was like, is that a picture or are they for real in there right now? And they was real in there. And then after the principal started stopped talking, they started playing. And I was like, bro, there's no way that's like healthy. That like that's okay at all. Like you just breathing in the same air, you blowing your instrument out into the same space that you're in. It's confined. It's like I wouldn't do this whatsoever. So I, I don't know if you did see it at all, but like, what, what's your thoughts on it? I didn't see it. Uh, it's kind of questionable. Maybe maybe they wanted to get it done so bad, and you know, COVID causes to do things different ways. So maybe this was, they thought this was the best way, but it's a little weird. That's all I got to say. This is my first <laughs> time seeing it, but you know, they had to get it done. I remember in sixth grade, I played the saxophone for like one year. So I don't know, I respect the grind. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he said, I respect the grind. Like, 
I would told me I have to play my saxophone in a little tin. I'd be like, nah. Exactly. I was about to say, I would be like, nah, can't even do it. It's funny that they got the little windows for them to see out and everything. Like they got them numbered. Are they sitting down? Are some people sitting down? That's the question I had too. I don't even know if they're sitting or standing because like they got a stool right here on the outside, but it's like you're in the tent. So like long, all that sitting up and stuff. Exactly. I'm like, what is going on? I I gotta figure out what state this is in, honestly, because it's like you know how people I know people don't do the same thing. He says what? Giving me northwest vibes, Montana. Definitely. It's some yeah, it's somewhere up north for sure. I about to say, you know, here like social distancing wise, like they could have all just had them. I don't know if the room big enough, but they could have spread them out six feet apart at least to play the instruments and then had them come in and leave out a certain way and have to throw them in tents. They look like like science museum, <laughs> like science museum experiments, or you know, I don't know. It's just weird, but it was just funny to me. I definitely had to throw this in, had to include it. So um, but next we're gonna move on to our little game, our little segments to end off the show. Um, so the first question I have for you, I think I seen this on Twitter somewhere, but what NBA player would you play one on one against, or what NBA player do you think you can get a bucket on if your life depended on? I need you to go first for this one. For me, uh, I think I because I feel like I I'm asking like a two part question. The the NBA player I would want to play one on one against, I don't think I'd win, but who I would enjoy playing one on one against is um, excuse me. Is I don't know why, but Kyrie. I will. I would want to play one on one against Kyrie. Just I want to test myself. Like I know Kyrie's real shifty. I'm about to say that's not fun. That don't sound fun. But I feel like I would. Like I know he gets a lot of NBA, but I don't think I would. I don't think I, he'd get me like that. Like I don't feel like he gonna just he just mm-hmm. shift me. He just work me like that. I feel like I wouldn't be able to stop him, but I would be able to stay in front of him, depending on like you know the moves that he's doing. I don't think he's just going like just work me and just have me you know spent around, turned around. Like not being able to keep up, I feel like I keep up with him a little bit, but he's still scoring me. He's still with my ass, no doubt about it. But I think it would just be fun, like a fun one-on-one test just for me, just to see like if I could keep up with him whatsoever. Like, like if he's gonna break me off, or if like I'm like, all right, I'm there. I can't defend it. I can't stop it. Just like everybody else in the NBA, but I'm there. So that's who I want to play one-on-one against. Well, I think I could get a bucket on my. It's my guy, of course. And I know we talked about it off-air. Trey Young, just because you know, I feel like his defense is a little. He's not. He's not the greatest defensive stopper. Um, I've actually seen him then near him as well. He ain't that much taller than me either. I give him another two. He get. He has probably three inches on me, maybe two, three inches on me. So I feel like it wouldn't be hard for me to get my shot off either. So I feel like I could definitely get a bucket on Trey Young or any other short guards. Isaiah Thomas. I know he ain't. In the, um, who's another short guard? Uh, right now, probably, yeah. There's this one kid or this one guy who plays for the Denver Nuggets companion. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think I could get a bucket on him as well. He be locking people up though, but I think I can still get a bucket on him. Um honestly, like I said, any short guard, but I think Trey Young I can definitely get on at least one if my life depended. What about you? One on one, probably my favorite player. Either Bron, I like to play. I like to <laughs> I know this sounds crazy. Like I'm not saying I'm the most physical person, but like I like to play against Zion one on one. Like I'd like to, you know, it'd be a test for me to not let him put me under the rim because mm-hmm. I'm a grown man, so I just feel like, like, I just like to play him one-on-one to see, that, you know, that might be a challenge. Probably not for him, but for me to stop him. <laughs> he said probably not for him. So, yeah, Zion or Bron, and then get a bucket. We were talking about this on air. I was going to say Trey Young, but that's why I asked you to go first, so I'm taking IT. Mm-hmm. IT is like 5'9", so I got like five to six inches on him. <laughs> uh, and I feel like 
he just plays no D. Like he won't even care. He knows I can't stop him, so he's gonna let me score on him. But I think mm-hmm. I get a bucket. I'll, I'll put him under the rim for real. That's all I probably got. I can't. You're not dunking. Uh, not not booming. Oh, I say you just put okay. I about to say I thought you meant booming. Nah, my rim raising days are over. <laughs> you said are over. <laughs> I'm, I'm I I t because I'm not gonna be able to go past him with no dribble move and nothing like that. Mm. But all those fails, I'm putting him on my back and he's going mm. for a ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one I got for you. Well, for you, yours is gonna be a little different than mine. I put yours yeah, up there, but what? Because you're a quarterback, so I let you. I, I gave you the honor of, you know, saying what NFL corner do you think you can complete a pass on? For me, it'll be what NFL corner, since I played a little bit of both sides. What NFL corner do I think I can complete a catch on? So for you, I'll let you go first. What cor- NFL corner do you think you can complete a pass on? I'm sorry, uh, disrespecting your team. It's just like every time I watch the Falcons play, I see somebody burning Isaiah Oliver, number 26. So oh, he's yeah. my one corner. I'm putting, I'm putting my boy. Uh, I'm putting Tyreek Price on him. <laughs> trusting, <laughs> him little, trusting him with a little slant route. So oh that's my one corner. I didn't want to be too disrespectful with the corner because, like, you're mm-hmm. in the beat. And I had to just think of one corner. That, like, yeah. Every time I watch a team play, he's chasing someone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was going to yeah. say one of my guys, but, you know, I got to steal confidence in him. We got a big year coming. Yeah, I should disclaimer, no disrespect for the, the NBA one either. No disrespect for this one. Um, this question, who I think I could catch a pass. I didn't even think, I should have said Isaiah Oliver as well. I wasn't even thinking about him, but that's a good choice. I'm going Eli Apple. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I I know he came out of college, you know, Giants drafted him pretty high. That's pretty high on him. He's been bouncing around, moving around a lot. I saw him when he was with the Saints, and I was like, yeah, I can catch a pass on Eli Apple. No disrespect. I feel like if I got 10 chances, 10 routes, I can get, I can get one. There's no doubt about it. Um, plus like the Saints, the Saints secondary. I know he's not with them anymore, but they do a lot of holding and grabbing and talking. But when you burn them one time, all that is quiet. So I think I could get Eli Apple on one. If not, definitely Isaiah Oliver. Now that you brought it up, that's for sure. I might honestly take both of them. Put one over top and put and put one press coverage on me. And I'm gonna see what I can do. <laughs> I, I, I'll try to I try to split them a little uh in between route, depending on what type of coverage they run. Yeah, mine's gonna be Eli Apple. Um then last one gonna finish off. If you could be the best player at any sport, which sport would it be and why? You got to go first for this one. This is a this one for me was I, I really don't have one answer. Like, I'm going to go, but it's just going to be all over the place a little bit. Uh, for me, I played football all my life, so it would be football, but a sport I've always wanted to play. Like, I've always had love for basketball, but I've just never been the best at it. Never tried to get good at it or anything. Just played it because it was fun. I say basketball, like, that's the play where every single play could be a highlight. You can dunk on somebody. You can take mm-hmm. their ankles. Every play, something could happen. You could talk to your And that's mm-hmm. one thing I like doing. In football, you can't do that. Okay? Yeah. Two-yard games, three-yard games, you can't talk shit every play. <laughs> and I'll get you hurt, too, because your O-line, sometimes they won't block for you. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be basketball. You know, just to be the best. Uh, in basketball, it's just the I'm – in, I'm in the league. The fans are right there. I like that part about it. Like, you know, in the NFL, the fans are so far away. You can interact with the fans, talk with the fans. Just – the whole NBA experience, all that stuff, all the money's guaranteed, all that. Like, mm-hmm. all factors of why I would, if I had to choose, like, if I really had to choose, like, God, I'm, I'm sitting in front of God right now, and we're talking. You're either going to be the best quarterback of all time or the best small forward of all time of quarterback. I could feel, I feel that, I feel that. If you just say it's just, you know, sport, moving around. Basketball is a yeah. playing in the league in the NBA is just a little, I, it might be a little more funner. And if I'm the best at it, it just go another level. Like, yeah. I feel like LeBron's having the time of his life. You're 18. <laughs> Yeah, 
Exactly. I don't know. I was going to say basketball as well, just because of those same things. Like, the way they market their players, you know, they get a bunch of brand deals. Like, they're typically the ones that's just, like, the poster of, like, pretty much everything. Like, the NBA does a great job of marketing their guys. And if you're the best at the sport, like, everybody knows you, especially, like, worldwide. Like, it's growing. Everybody knows Ron. Everybody knows Kobe. China. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Steph over there too. Like it's just they going they gonna know you. But I honestly gonna go a different way. Like there's a lot each sport, there's a lot of pluses and minus though. Because like I was gonna say baseball, just because like that, if you're really if you're the best at your sport, that money is like they don't handle cap. Like they can give you 500 million over what 10 like, million. I don't remember. It was 400 and something, like 420 or 430 or something like that. I don't remember. That's all it I need was, to generational wealth. That's what it, is. it was it was big. If not, it was like 330 340 whenever it, but whatever it was it was the highest at its time and it might still be it's somewhere in the top three um but if you're the best at baseball they're gonna give you they're gonna throw you the, the money like there's no cap there's no they don't care like they however much they can give you they're gonna give you so if i was the very very best i was gonna say baseball but honestly i guess like for the u.s it might not make sense but i think i would be best soccer player soccer is always a sport that i've always wanted to play as well i know Y'all, me, we used to play people a little bit. Yeah, um, we did. I used, to, I used to always be the best at it, but I used to always want to be always, always used to want to play soccer. And I know soccer is pretty much the world sport. Like everybody knows, loves, and plays soccer around the world. It may not be the pop, most popular sport in the U.S., but everywhere else in the world, it basically is. So I feel like for that reason, and they also, I don't think they really have a cap space either. Like if you're great at your sport, they're gonna throw you all the money as well. So. I would love to play in a sport that there's no cap because I can get as much money as I want, which I'm pretty sure is soccer in the highest league over there. I don't think it's La Liga, whatever the league is over there, the Euro League. Everybody knows me around the world, and literally around the world, though. Like I said, just look at Messi and Ronaldo. Even even those two guys are household names in the U.S. And even if you don't watch soccer at all, it's just known World Cup wise. You're on TVs across the world. Like I think I gotta go soccer, and it's just always been a sport that I've wanted to play. Because I don't know, I just felt like I would be good at it. I feel like I'd be a good little midi. I don't think I could. I, I wouldn't want to play defense all the time. I wouldn't want to be the goalie, and I don't think I could be the greatest striker. But I think I could be a good loader. So I think I, I go soccer for that one. Let me add on just a little bit before we end this. Um, mm-hmm. Now that like we were talking about it, that question is kind of it's harder than I thought when I first mm-hmm. saw it. It's a lot of sports. Like, but I wouldn't. I would not box. <laughs> only way I could, only re- way I would box is if I could like there would be something to help my brain recover. Like mm-hmm. I don't want brain damage, but if I could be the best boxer, there's nothing wrong with that because nobody can beat me. Like nobody, That's... no boxer can beat me. My hands are illegal. Nobody can really mess with me. And boxing, mm-hmm. boxing events are kind of like I wouldn't say it's worldwide, but everybody's watching Saturday night. People are paying to watch you, and like when you win the fight, you're you know big man on campus. But when you lose, everybody's making memes. I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's okay too. Yeah, that's a that's a good one because box 30, 30 minutes, what twenty million, something like that. Just hanging yeah. out. Like look how much Floyd got. Like, and you don't have to box. You like have like one. Like at most, you may have like two boxing matches a year. At like typically at most, maybe two to three, maybe like depending. Maybe. On the like if you're the best, like you don't have to fight all the time. Like you you pick and choose your fights and who you want to fight and when you want to fight two three a year at most and then making as much money as you do per one fight yeah that's a that's, that's a good one as well but like you said the, the downfall of it is obviously like 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't care how good of a fighter I am, but I'm not trying to have brain damage at 35. Like that, I'm not trying to get hit like that. Yeah, and then we, even though it was before boxing, but we, said, we already see and know how Floyd is up there <laughs> mentally. But he was trying to him and when him, him and AB were alive, trying to say uh, pandemic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, hey, it's good money. Like I said, I don't know how much him and uh, Pacquiao made when they fought. I know it was the night of our prom, so we didn't even get the. I know I didn't. I missed the yeah. fight, but yeah, I know they made some crazy money that night. Big money, big money, and that was years ago. Yeah, so, but yeah, all right. That that kind of does it for the show. A little Bell and Brian hour fun. Uh, you know, fun Friday show. A lot to unpack throughout the week. Might start doing this every week. I like like this. Uh, you know, like this little show. Hit on all the important stuff. We might have missed a few things, but we'll cover it up next week. Um, any uh, last words before we head off that? Nah, not much. Good episode. Glad to be back. Football's done with, but, you know, the draft's coming up. I'm really excited about that. Ready to talk about some NBA and even some baseball. I know that's not the most popular topic, but always been a fan of baseball, and the Braves did pretty good last year, so I'm expecting big things this year. Yeah. Like that, I say, yeah, definitely coming. We'll be coming with some uh, more NBA content, more NBA shows now as well. Um, also, NFL drafts coming up, so we'll be hitting on that. We'll also be starting to do, you know, a little bit more interviews, have some guests on for sure. Um, so definitely stay tuned. Um, and make sure you follow us on all of our socials at Twitter is WTG MTM Podcast, Instagram and Facebook is what the game means to me. You can catch this and other live episodes that we've done. Appreciate everybody uh, on Off the Ball Network, you know, for rock with us, um, being with us. And then, um, like I said, you'll see some of those guys on our show in the future as well. Thank everybody for tuning in um, and watching and hope we see you guys soon. Have a good one.